0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Not D&D, brought to you by EN Live, part of EN World. I'm your host, Jessica, and this week, there may be a familiar face for some of you if you watch EN World Live, Ro Caulfield. Thanks so much for coming on and joining us. Thank you for having me. No, I mean, anytime, happy to have you back. So people may recognize you from the Starcross Seaway Level Up Advanced 5th Edition. Uh, So if they're familiar with the channel, uh, they may be used to that, but you're not being a pirate today. Today, you're going to talk to us about uh, the game you're working on, Play due to come out next year. Um, but before I dig into that, I'm going to ask you some questions about you. If that's okay. Um, yeah. So, who are you in tabletop RPG? Like, what was your first role-playing game that you remember playing?
1: Uh, so I I played like a few different sessions of D and D early on in my life when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really play anything significant. The first like real campaign in a tabletop RPG I was ever really like a part of was Pathfinder first edition game when I went to college. Um, And then we played, I mean, we never really played a true campaign. We played like, honestly, a couple times a week because we didn't want to do college stuff. Fun. Um but we were we were we would literally just start new campaigns. Uh the, mm. the DM I guess was never satisfied with the story or how okay. I guess the first session went. We did a couple Star yep. Wars ones uh nice as well. Those those were those were probably the most fun. And I wasn't like a big Star Wars person, but they yeah. were just kind of the most fun uh games that we played then. But Pathfinder awesome. is big for me.
0: Yeah. So that's quite like a crunchy kind of heavy system. Um, yeah. Do you like start exploring some other kind of indie games and, and games like that? Or
1: Yeah. Um, I have so many tabletop games uh, <laughs> that are just sitting on my shelf um, that I haven't really gotten to like play all that much. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of them are, are indie games uh, made by one, two, three people teams. Um, mm-hmm. And uh they're all so cool uh one of my biggest things that i look for in games is style just like yeah. art style like i do it for video games too mm-hmm. like i just really love these like unique almost independent styles um and yeah. i think indie games have like the benefit of going bigger and more stylish in a way that maybe a lot of people won't like just because they don't know who's going to like it the sure. way that D has released six different editions and has kind of
0: yeah yeah
1: locked themselves into a box art wise mm-hmm. it's like indie games get to experiment a little bit more i feel yeah
0: a little bit more freedom and risk you can take with it yeah because there's not like a expectations that's true i like it so somebody who plays a lot of tabletop rpgs awesome we could talk about that but I want to talk a little bit more about the games you create. So when did you start creating and uh, writing games? Uh,
1: so I have been creating games in one form or another, probably since high school.
0: Okay. Um,
1: but my first like significant work where it was like, Hey, I'm actually a writer on a D and D project or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, probably within the last five years I kind of went from mm. gamer to designer
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I've I've gotten to work on a couple of really cool really cool games um one of, oh, one yeah? of which uh one of which is queers by Sun of Oak, the people who did city of mist
0: mm-hmm.
1: um their kickstarter for that went live a couple of years ago now I think it's like a year and a half two years um yeah. and uh but before that they were like hey I, I literally sent a tweet out like, hey, I would love to write for City of Mist. And they
0: mm-hmm.
1: they were like, hey, why don't you DM us? And I'm like, cool.
0: Yeah, and I'll do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, so I did. And then they were like, hey, we'd really love for you to write an adventure for us for this new game that we're mm-hmm. doing. Um, and I, I got to one of my adventures is in their like adventure anthology that is going to come out what when the fun? game is uh, like fully fulfilled from kickstarter and everything Mm -hmm. um i think the game might be available like the base game in like pdf form already uh Mm -hmm. i honestly have been so busy i can't recall but uh, (laughs) i know the adventure anthology will come at some point um and they they were super great and this was like my not my big break but it was the first real instance of yeah. I'm not just working on projects with people I know in the community writing like a quick little mm-hmm. uh adventure or scenario. This was like my first real opportunity to do something like this is real. This is something I can do long term as a career if I really put the mm-hmm. effort in and this is the proof of that. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't get the opportunity because I knew the people who worked yeah. and created city of Mist and everything. Uh, I got mm-hmm. it really based on merit and uh, mm-hmm. the people over there were so encouraging and awesome uh, in the whole process of it. Um, they even uh, the article came out back in September, but they, they were like, Hey, we really loved your adventure. Please be in this polygon article with us, uh, <laughs> which was like a tabletop, like indie, like upcoming indie TTRPGs. And I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, that's incredible. Absolutely. I'll do that. So they've done a lot for me as a writer. um, And Mm -hmm. it kind of gave me the confidence I needed to be like, I can do this.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I think the industry is very much like as well, it's, it's getting that first kind of break, getting that first kind of job, because uh, mm-hmm. then you've got something else you can point to for other things. You're like, I'm a writer. I did this. And people kind of go, yes. oh, cool. Yeah, you can come over and do this now. I think getting getting your foot in the door, doing that first thing is like kind of the first difficult thing. So that's that's awesome that that's that's all kind of happening and going. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the game we're here to talk about, and plug. We're here to talk about Playball. So what is your elevator pitch? How would you describe this to people?
1: Playball is, it's awesome. Uh, I I love it so much. (laughs) I love everything. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, That aside, um, from -hmm. an unbiased point of view, it is, it's a sports anime TTRPG for people Mm -hmm. who either like sports, like anime, or like TTRPGs. Uh, one mm-hmm. two or all three any combination of it it's mm-hmm. it's a game that's all about really just building relationships and creating these really stellar moments and telling stories with your friends um mm-hmm. it's not a huge game it's got it, it's got its own like little quirks and everything but it's it's something you can play with your friends and uh if you're a sports anime fan like I am or just general slice of life anime mm-hmm. if you like ttrpgs or want to get into ttrpgs i feel like it's a great entry point if you're into those things and we're looking to get into ttrpgs or even if you don't care about sports or anime or sports anime but like telling stories with your friends mm-hmm. i feel like this game's a really great medium to do that so that
0: does sound awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not like a huge anime fan, but the little I do know is that baseball is a really big thing. And anime, like most big animes, have like a baseball episode. So is this kind of like that that one-shot baseball episode in in, in there? Is it like a one-shot or campaign or
1: uh you can do it however you want, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh you can you can honestly if you wanna do if you wanna just inject a baseball at e- episode into any other tabletop campaign that you have, you can pull the uh-huh. mechanics from this and just go yeah. ahead and do that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made it, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of anime. Uh, I have anime mm-hmm. tattoos. I'm literally wearing an anime shirt right now. <laughs> I have a thousand Pops yeah. behind me. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, but Playball can kind of be played however you want um, as like a mm-hmm. mini campaign. Uh, or something more long term. Um, there's there's a couple of really great anime that inspired it. Uh, some yeah. of my favorites. Uh, I mean, baseball's huge in Japan, which is why yeah, so many anime end up having baseball episodes. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really like the sec the place where baseball is the second biggest thing in the world, mm-hmm. other than here. Like baseball, it, it really kind of. I felt like it was a good medium for this type of game. Um, And you don't even have to like baseball to play it, but you can play a whole campaign and play through these baseball games and still really hone in on the relationships with the people around you in the world around you. It's very slice of life in the sense that it's not just about what's on the field and in the game. It's, you know, it's about, how you're going through your life. Cause it kind mm-hmm. of focuses on like, cause most sports anime are high school level. So yeah. uh, in a, not to compare it to kids on bikes cause it's vastly different, but it's like, you're sort of taking on that role of,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: a high schooler who's either at the very end of high school, very beginning of high school, wherever you fall in there, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges in life at that time that yeah. you sometimes use sports to get away from or use sports to help figure out solutions creatively in other aspects of your life. That's what happened mm-hmm. for me because I played so many sports growing up. Um, so I was really able to inject a lot of that off field stuff. Like where are you going to college? What are you doing for the rest of your life? Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. the,
1: re- the relationships you're in like are yeah. you and your significant other going to stay together after high school? Or are you going to different colleges on opposite sides of the world? Like, there's so many other aspects that people can inject into this. Um, mm-hmm. And I tried to leave it pretty open to give you the tools to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of play as you want, I guess. Yeah. Uh, whatever you feel comfortable with.
0: That's definitely. I'm really glad you brought that up because that's what uh, appealed to me when when we were talking about it and asking to invite you on. At its core, it's about uh, people and their relationships. And like you say, this this is the backdrop for the story. But it doesn't matter if 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 you don't know anything about baseball or anime, you can sit down and and play this role playing game because it's at its core about about people. Um, let's dig into it a little bit. Let's talk about the characters. Um, the sort of people you're playing and and mechanically how you create your characters so we uh you've given a great uh kind of picture there about you know social statistics and sports statistics could you just talk mm-hmm. us through how it all works
1: yeah so i kept it i kept it simple you have mm-hmm. you have four stats you have uh x amount of points to put into those stats and then whichever mm-hmm. uh character trope which is largely based on your position in like In baseball or like which like are you the the superstar ace pitcher who everyone is afraid of like the hot shot like number one player to look out for in the big tournament this fall like in the country or are you some young upstart who's trying to find their way those give you different bonuses to any of those four stats Mm -hmm. um the sport ones they're mainly used you know for the game for the baseball and everything Mm-hmm. Uh, and the social ones they're kind of they're a little bit different um, you have sort of the charisma based sort of style um, where you're kind of leaning heavily on who you are as a person and your natural mm-hmm. energy and all your vibes and everything to accomplish whatever goal it is um, it's not like a super check based game but it's like hey sure yeah. you're you're flirting with the girl of your dreams go ahead and make a style check or something mm-hmm. Um the the primary dice in play ball, just because I really like it, is the d twelve. Um, okay. So, uh, but, but it kind of uses the the full array of dice as much as it can. Um, but okay, the cool. yeah, the stats are kind of their tools to tell the story that you want, and you can pick whichever stat feels right for that situation.
0: Okay. Cool. And um, I can see you've also got like primary abilities and secondary abilities and like relationship elements on there. So how do you go about creating them if you're going to like build your character for the for the game? Uh,
1: so the primary and secondary abilities come with your uh, the trope that you choose. Um, okay. So those ones are mainly on field. Um, I'll probably inject some uh, off field abilities later on. Um, Mm -hmm. But the the relationship elements are the ones that really sort of carry Mm -hmm. the story outside of the game of baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the primary abilities, you have one that you can use once per game. And it's like that big like power up type, like super move that you see. It's like you pull some trick Mm -hmm. out of your hat, do something incredible. And it's, it's like, hey, you're the main character. That's why you can do this. (laughs)
0: Um, cool
1: yeah and the secondary ones they're kind of hey you can use these up to three times per game and they're they're like yeah you're still a main character but this is you kind of you're not using your big your big one shot right now you're doing what you can in the meantime and then you're going to use the big one when you need it the most um and then the relationship elements, and I put it, it's in the core book, uh, just some breakdowns of common relationships that you can build with NPCs or other players. Um, There's mm-hmm. some that are, you know, baseball based, you know, the relationship mm-hmm. between player and coach is a huge one. Um, yeah. Sometimes the relationship between two players, like a veteran player who's been there for a couple of years, and then someone fresh and new, you know, the mentor mentee yeah. type relationship. Uh, Pitchers and catchers in baseball have a very special relationship in forming a battery, as it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, you have sibling relationships, you have friends, you have your relationships with your teachers and all this. So it really helps Mm -hmm. flesh out your character um, in the ways that are um, most important. And it helps you and the umpire, the narrator, tell the mm-hmm. story that is most like go through your story arc you know what what is your whole thing about like you have maybe a fractured mm-hmm. relationship former best friend turned rival who plays for like the crosstown team and you have these off-field issues because maybe they left without saying goodbye and whatever um so it really kind of it's all about who your character is, what story you want to tell, what you want their life to be about, and what kind of experience you want from the game itself.
0: That all sounds really great. Um, so if we're sitting down to, to play a game, the umpire, which is what you call the, the narrator, the, the game master, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, how how do they structure a session? So if we're sitting down to play, what how, how do we structure a, a session of this game?
1: So I I imagine your, your session can go anywhere between... Two and four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh it depends. Um, there's so the game itself has two styles of play, one with plenty yeah. of crunch that accounts for all the different variables uh that can come up in a game of baseball. There's a lot of things okay. that can happen. Um cool. and then uh there's another one that focuses mainly on the narrative events, it streamlines gameplay. Uh you're just using a mm-hmm. D20, there's no other dice involved. Um, and it kind of breaks games down to a much quicker, shorter thing. Um, if you're okay. more focused on the creative, uh, story elements of it all, um, and depending on which mode you're playing, uh, you structure a session. Uh, are you playing a game in that session? Because that game will take up mm-hmm. most of your time. Because uh, it does mm-hmm. take a little while if you're using the Crunchy system. Yeah. Uh, because I have it set, you can go through all nine innings. Uh, there's all the different variables everything like that and then the other one you know it's it's much shorter you just do the game in three sort of sections beginning middle and end i Um,
0: i love that so you have something if people are really big fans of baseball and really want to get into it there's something there but if somebody's like i don't really know that much about baseball you're like that's fine take this version that's awesome i love that you considered that
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a massive baseball fan, but I also understand mm-hmm. that baseball is not as popular in the world, uh let alone <laughs> even here in America as maybe it yeah. was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh so I really wanted to think about the player who you know, my fiance mm-hmm. wasn't super into baseball or anything before we met. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just kind of injected that into their life. So they care now. They uh, have they to it.
0: now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to. And
1: they, they hate it because when the team loses, they, they're they just as upset as I am. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, truly a win for me. But uh, I wanted to think about that kind of person mm-hmm. who maybe someone they love really loves baseball and they want to play Mm -hmm. this tabletop game which is a thing that maybe they have in common ttrpgs uh and they you know it's like hey what's the easiest way to do this um Mm -hmm. and in in the book we have like the introductory one shot Mm
0: -hmm. which
1: uh kind of helps you test out both styles of play um what's at least encouraged so you can kind of see where you and your table want to go
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, whatever is the best method for telling your stories um so structuring a session you figure out you know what, what's going on socially uh are there big midterms or finals or anything like that uh did someone just have like a big situation within their family um like is something going on in their personal life do we want to focus on that is it like spring mm-hmm. break and like oh everyone's got a week off off um yeah it's it's like if if you're focusing more on those maybe you don't play a game in this session maybe this session is all mm-hmm. role play uh, for two three mm-hmm. hours um and then maybe in the next one it's like okay we're back we're back at it uh, we had practice we've got our next game uh, we're in the like the final tournament or whatever let's go for it and then you kind of play a couple more games mm-hmm. um so It depends on what's going on and what your players are most Mm -hmm. excited about. Um, If they're really excited to find out who fails their midterms Mm -hmm. or something like that and uh, all the drama that comes with that. Um, Or if there's like prom or something in in high school, like the big end of year prom uh maybe it's the mm-hmm. week of the big game and in very yeah. like high school musical fashion you have to decide where you want to be mm-hmm. uh at this particular moment or you know something something silly like that um yeah. there there's a lot it. of options yeah. yeah
0: so when you're structuring a campaign it would be good to like Tell me if I'm on the the right page here. So you'll be structuring it like uh, you're playing a load of different baseball games. Maybe like you're in a tournament and in between the games you have like the slice of life high school kind of moments as well. And you can extend and make them bigger as much as, as you want during gameplay. Is that sort of a campaign vibe
1: or? Yeah, um, it's it's kind of like each session is an episode um, mm. because it is like a sports anime thing. And I think I use that exact terminology in the book. I might not have, I definitely refer to sessions as episodes, at least like in my own head. Mm-hmm. Um, but a gameplay session is an episode of this show that you and your friends are a part of. You're the main mm-hmm. characters of a sports anime. That's what this game is all about. Uh, maybe that should have been my elevator pitch. Uh, but <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's, you're the main characters of this show, but you have like lives like do you want to focus mostly on baseball is that what your gameplay group's about like where most sessions are baseball with a little bit of that like narrative thrown in there like some Mm -hmm. anime are structured like that they're like all focused on the sport and the players in the sport and everything they're doing around that sport um Mm -hmm. like kuroko's basketball uh and then you know maybe you get something something else where it's like uh, there's a basketball anime I really like called Hero no Sora, uh, and that one mm-hmm. involves a lot of uh, off-court off stuff where it's like, hey, we're mm-hmm. trying to build up this program and everything. We don't want to lose our basketball program or something. Um, so that focuses on a lot of stuff going on off the court just as much as it does sure. on court. So, you know, you structure it like an episode, especially based around whatever sort of um, pacing uh, that you and your group are looking for, like maybe every other session you want to play a baseball game. Maybe Mm -hmm. you're playing like two or three big games uh, in a 12 session season um, Mm -hmm. where you then like take a break, you go on your summer break, whatever, and then come back two, three weeks later ready for the next year or the next season campaign with new characters whatever mm. uh, you're feeling um, so yeah sort of just episodic I guess
0: yeah yeah like you say just like an anime that it's inspired by that yeah. sounds really great um so we talked a little bit about the mechanics you say so we we're using the full kind of set of dice like you would in D and d see so what you your d20 and, and going all the way through what do you use the kind of different dice for like and, and like you said, there's there's two modes. Um, so I, I guess I'm speaking to the more kind of crunchy version of it mm-hmm. at the moment. So where the game is now, how how do we use all the different diets Like mechanically, kind of what's going on with that crunchy version?
1: Uh, so in the in the crunchy version, the D12, the D10, and the D4 get a lot of uh, a lot of work. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the D4 gets used for a couple of different things. Uh, the DT20 uh, gets used for a couple different things. Um, mainly, uh, so in in a game of baseball, there's so many different things that can happen. There's nine different yeah. positions on the field. Um, so you have to sort of accommodate uh, the position. Like when you, like the hitter and the pitcher, are facing each other, basically in a mm-hmm. head-to-head battle, like who's okay. going gonna to win? Are you going to put the ball sure. in play? Are you going to get struck out? Who knows? Um, so you kind of roll a D12 there, decide who mm-hmm. wins. Uh, ba- you add whatever stat or you use whatever ability. Um, yeah. And then once the ball's in play or once you once you get a hit, you determine if it's yeah. in play, if it's a foul ball, um, or if uh, that battle actually just resulted in a walk where you just automatically get on base with no risk factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, if you put it in play uh, there's the different positions the nine different positions and then there's you know the wall all the way in the outfield uh mm-hmm. you roll a d10 there figure out where it's going uh, on the field mm-hmm. to who it's being hit to uh, are you hitting it like super far is it going all the way to the wall uh, mm-hmm. then you roll um, another d10 um but it's broke mm-hmm. broken into four. Choices. So one through three is a a ground ball. Some balls just hit on the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. Four through six is uh, like a line drive. So it's uh, you know being hit right at someone. Then there's the fly Dumbush. ball. Uh, mm-hmm. And then if you roll a ten, so if you kind of roll two tens in a row, um, it's uh, so if you roll a ten, hit it to the outfield wall, mm-hmm. and then roll. 10 on how hard the ball is hit or the type of hit. Uh, that's a home run, basically. Uh, so Amazing. I was able to factor in that. I was able to factor in the different types of hits, which mm-hmm. lead to the different types of plays and how outs are made and everything. Yeah. Uh, and then the D20 is used for some other challenge roles like uh, throwing, mm-hmm. throwing people out when they're trying to steal or something like that. Um, okay. So I kind of had to break down what happens in a baseball game, what could mm-hmm. happen in a baseball game, and then put a yeah. dice and a number Mechanic to that. To yeah. uh, fortunately, math is a huge thing in baseball. So that was actually relatively easy. Um,
0: so you're used to it. You're like, sure, I, I do this all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it worked out. It was really cool. Um, it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun to sort of work out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I worked it out in literally two days the like core mechanics of this game were finished in less than an intense hours.
0: two days was it yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I'm i'm thinking real. like i don't know that much about baseball like i know all the obvious like the big things like you hit a home yeah. run you got to run around you know i i know the obvious stuff but i'm thinking uh, this could be like a good way to learn more about baseball like via yeah. this role-playing game because it sounds like everything's kind of in there all the possible outcomes so yeah, for for me as like someone that doesn't know much about it, I'm like I could sit and play a game with this because I know TTRPGs. But if I, I'd come out of this having a stronger knowledge of the game than when I went in, I think, which is awesome to hear. Uh, um,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if
0: someone is, but someone like you say, if somebody is like not as focused on the baseball side of it, and they're like, I love mm-hmm. my animes, I want to tell the story, I want this angsty teen drama with the backdrop of baseball, which. Who doesn't love the sound of that what's the more you mentioned the pared down versions so that's just got kind of three phases in it so it's what what's that like intent mechanically so that's a lot less a lot less crunch as you described it mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's it's very much hey we're here to tell a story and have a good time um mm-hmm. which you know you can do in the sort of crunchier <laughs> style but uh this one is like we don't really care as much about the intricacies of the game We're we're just looking for cool epic moments, like cutting Mm -hmm. from like one part of the game to the next part. Um, So it breaks the game down uh, to like the first three of the nine innings is section Mm -hmm. one. Then you have the middle three section two and then the final three section three, the Mm -hmm. umpire kind of, uh, you know, dictates what is happening so you're as -hmm. the umpire in this style of play taking a bit more of a hand in what is happening Mm -hmm. for your players you're still having them roll dice you have them roll a d20 and add one of their stats and you know meet a challenge rating or something like that um so uh you you kind of say okay this is the team they're playing these are the cool moments I'm going to give them and I'm going to give them the, the sort of room to describe exactly how, uh, this stuff is happening. Like they're, their big moments. Um, the, the big super play that they made the sort of highlight, uh, highlight reel type, uh, you know, hit or play you made out on the field to get, like, a great out or something like that. Um, And I put uh, examples on how these interactions would go in the core book. um, Okay. For both styles of play so that people get an idea, like, okay, so this is how Mm -hmm. I do this. This is what this should look like. But it's just kind of a guideline if you don't know how you want it to look. Um, It gives players more creativity options. Um, and the umpire kind of is setting them up for success Mm -hmm. uh, while uh, kind of giving them the platform to succeed or fail. I mean, if they roll badly on the dice, they'll fail, and the umpire can go with that. Like, hey, you guys played really badly today and lost, (laughs) and it was heartbreaking. Now you're out of the tournament and because the dice don't lie, you know? And it's like, how do you overcome that? So it it can create a Mm -hmm. lot of really cool, unique, Mm-hmm. story opportunities um yeah. but the game is the game is made to be easy to win um because yeah. i want i want the players to win and have that big celebratory moment um yeah. and you know if like, we want to lose we want to be a terrible team with no special skills <laughs> or anything like that if they want to do that mm-hmm. they sure can i mean umpires can give other teams special mm-hmm. abilities um there yeah. are going to be more abilities later on um that get kind of uh added in so mm-hmm. it's it's going to be very interesting uh to see sort of how how people play and all the stuff i'm doing you know mm-hmm. post launch of the game to kind of add mm-hmm. on to play all uh it's very exciting
0: Yeah, I love that you mentioned you could have somebody that's bad at playing baseball in there, because my instant character idea was like, ah, maybe i come in as this British exchange student that knows nothing about baseball. And is like, I'll just join a team to meet people and like have fun and has no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Uh, So that could be quite funny. But they're like, oh, we need another player to make it for the tournament. So we'll take this random person. Sure. So I think there could be some great role play moments with that there. Um, speaking about the launch the game, so you're planning to launch it next year in 2023. If people yes. are interested in learning more or following the game, where's the best way for people to, to do that?
1: Uh, so we do have uh, an itch.io page. Um, you, can, you can follow the game on there to find out when it comes out. Um, mm-hmm. We're kind of in the final stages uh, of of layout and everything, uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. the wonderful uh, DM from Starcross Seaways, is doing the mm-hmm. layout on the book, which is amazing, so exciting. Um,
0: and this artwork, and the artwork is gorgeous. Who's um who's doing the artwork? Uh,
1: my fiance. My fiance did all oh, of the wow. art, uh, the cover art, the uh, all the internal art. Uh, these uh, characters here are our pre gen characters from the one shot. Um, so mm-hmm. there's art of them. Uh, there's more art of them in the book itself. Um, uh, mm-hmm. my fiance, you can follow them on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. it's at bloody lovely. It's B L O O D I L O V E L I. Um, okay. so talented, love of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it, did all of this art, uh, did the icons mm-hmm. that you'll see for all the different character tropes, uh, mm-hmm. did the sort of, like, hey, these are the three categories of tropes you can choose from, like, sort of mm-hmm. generic characters, the two big full art, like, just art scenes, mm-hmm. uh, the cover, uh, that font on the cover, that was all by hand, the like, custom, custom font yeah. and everything, um, wow. So incredibly, unbelievably talented. That whole backdrop that was just hand painted or like hand drawn. Wow! Um, which so incredibly talented. Um, it's going to be a
0: pretty book, then.
1: Yeah, it's it's very sty- <laughs> stylish, um, mm-hmm. uh, very very stylish. Uh, my friend uh, Kate McClendon did the character mm-hmm. sheet at Wow Kate C A I T on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, did did the character sheet for me? Has done some other art for some of my podcasts for me as well. Uh, I know so many great artists. It's awesome. I love it.
0: Yeah, it's a great place to um, be, in, especially for tabletop RPGs. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, I forgot what the original question was. Uh, so did I? Because I, we're having
0: fun talking about the art. But I think it was where what's where's oh. the where is the game right now? So you're currently working on it. Planning to bring it out next year. Yes. What what stage are we at? So it's in layout at the moment.
1: Yeah. Uh, so and what, what, one,
0: how are you planning on launching it? Uh, so
1: once, <laughs> uh, so we, we tried to kickstart it. Um, and by we, I mean me and it failed. We didn't, we didn't hit our Kickstarter goal. Mm-hmm. It was a very difficult time in my life. Uh, I honestly almost yeah. gave up on the game altogether. The game was done, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. like the core of it was done. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I've had to fund the rest of it just kind of out of pocket as, as I could, mm-hmm. um, I did all of the internal work, uh, the actual mm-hmm. writing of the game and designing the mechanics, um, a lot of the editing and everything as well. Uh, so it, it took a while. Uh, we're hoping for a January or February launch uh, in twenty twenty three.
0: Pretty early, um, then awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: anytime there is an update, I tweet about it, um, so okay. you can follow. You can just follow me on Twitter uh, at call me coffee
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: C a l n e c a u l f i e l d for old time's sake. Uh, Because I used to spell it out every week on Starcross Seaways. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll tweet about it anytime there's like a big update Um, or or, like, hey, we're close. We're really close. I'll share art there Mm -hmm. sometimes as well. Um, The game will be available to buy just as a PDF at launch Mm -hmm. on Itch. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully I'll move to other platforms uh after that. Um but mainly uh if you want to check out some gameplay uh mm-hmm. there are some one-shots that we did during the build up to like during the Kickstarter and everything um okay, cool. that I got to play with some of the most incredible people. That's on my YouTube. Um mm-hmm. I yeah I'll put yeah, a link I in believe, the show notes uh, there uh, like yeah, two... yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think that one is uh, like our number one, like the number one one shot that we did. Uh, we had a great okay. audience the night of that. Um, I think it really exemplified just the fun that you can have playing the game. Um,
0: oh, cool! So there is some I, actual I think, plays uh, stuff people at, think, Yeah,
1: think, yeah. There's a uh, three or four one shots um, that are all very different. Um, I ran mm-hmm. I ran all of them um, during the Kickstarter and. and uh, they all were really the uh, one in particular, the generation of miracles, which is a call to Corona's okay. basketball um, uh-huh. one shot. Uh, that one was really, really great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Brandy Rose, uh, Drac O'Neeks and uh, KP uh, known on Twitter as KP 11 studios. Um, all three of them were in it. Um, mm-hmm. I, love all three of those human beings so very <laughs> much uh, they they all did such an incredible job they had such great chemistry at the table that one shot is so much fun it is mm-hmm. by far like one of my favorite tabletop RPG sessions I've ever played and I kind of just got to sit back and watch them all do their thing um, amazing so that was that was really cool I think that one exemplifies the power of the game the best um, excellent.
0: We'll put the link yeah, in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast so you can click through and, and have a watch of those to to check out how the game actually plays. So, yeah, fab. Um So, we're coming up near to the end of the time. So, I was going to ask, is there anything else you want to share about the game or any questions I forgot to ask you about the game, about Playball? Uh,
1: I just I just really hope people give it a chance. Um it's it's mm-hmm. my it's my first real like independent project. It it's the thing mm-hmm. that I I worked on that, you know, was was kind of for me. Um it, it actually came about um because I was going to be doing uh like a small little uh actual play on Twitch with a couple with a couple of people. It was gonna be a sports anime thing, and we couldn't mm-hmm. find a system that really fit what we wanted to do so i was just like hey i'll just like make some mechanics for this and we'll just kind of use those pretty loosely um and then in two days uh i was like hey so i went a little overboard and just kind of made a whole tabletop game (laughs) Um, okay
0: yeah i
1: i really could not like put put anything down. I couldn't put it down when I was making it. I was so excited, so passionate because these are three like huge pieces of my life all kind of coming together because um, I played sports growing up. I love sports uh, so very much. I tweet about it way mm-hmm. too much. It's kind of dominated my Twitter profile over the last year instead of the tabletop games. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, anime was really good, uh, really important for me growing up. Um, it, uh, I learned a lot of things from anime that I maybe wasn't getting from positive role models in my life, uh, or mm-hmm. from a lack of positive role models in my life growing up.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and then, uh, tabletop games, they're such an important part of my life as an adult, mm-hmm. uh, is kind of, uh, all these different phases of my life coming together into this one tabletop game, uh, and then getting to mm-hmm. share that with people, truly the greatest thing in the world. Um. But yeah, I think uh, I think people will have a lot of fun with it if they make it their own. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be releasing more things like just sort of story arc kind of adventure module okay, type cool. things uh, after the game comes out. Amazing. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, it's it's a game made by a trans woman. It's uh, it's an indie TTRPG uh, mm-hmm. that. Had a very small team that worked on it, no more yeah. than four or five people, uh, and uh, I think it's I think it's going to be worth uh, worth having in your files on your computer.
0: Well, I certainly think so too, which is why I wanted to invite you on the show to talk about it and share it with other people. Uh, so please do check it out on uh, next year on Itch. Uh, links in the show notes or on the screen if you're watching. And just a reminder that in December, until December 19th on EN World, we are actually taking nominations for the tabletop RPG you're most excited about launching in 2023. So if this piques your interest, you can also vote for it on EN World as well. Um, but speaking of tabletop RPGs, I'm going to now come to the part of the show where I ask the last question, which is: Do you have any indie tabletop RPGs you'd recommend? Uh, and the rule is they can't be ones you've worked on, and it can't be D and D. So, do you have any for us? Uh,
1: there, there is one that I'm uh, that I do want to point out, and I'll kind of stick in the same sort of sports uh, type vein. Um, there's the Worldwide Wrestling uh, RPG. It's a pro wrestling uh, TTRPG. <laughs> um, okay it's it's so awesome. I love it. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. Uh, it was a big inspiration for play ball and how I kind of structured okay. the book and uh, mm-hmm. went to try and structure the sessions and everything. Um, but it's it's so much fun. I, lo- I love professional wrestling. It, it's it's mm-hmm. another thing that I almost did as a career for a while. Um, wow. So uh, the worldwide wrestling RPG definitely. Uh, will be my indie recommendation of the day.
0: I love it, and that fits perfectly with the sports anime tabletop RPG we we're talking about as well. What a perfect blend! Okay, well, Ro, all that's left for me today is thank you so much for coming back onto the M Publishing site uh, to talk about your game and share that with us, um, and wish you all the best uh, for next year when you launch. Really excited to see it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I'll be here anytime. Uh, I love, I love coming on here. You, uh, you and Ian publishing are great. Um, Star Cross Seaways so close to my heart. Best tabletop campaign I've ever played. So (laughs) um, uh, I love that show. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely go check it out. If you're listening to this (laughs) um, or watching this or whatever, uh, because it was awesome. It was the most fun I've ever had. Uh, So, you know, shout out, shout out to Ian. Uh, You guys, you guys rule. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you very much. I think what a better way to end the show on that note. All right. Thank you very much. And thanks very much for listening, everyone else.